0: Good morning and a happy Monday to you folks. It's a brand new week, brand new opportunities. And even though it is cold outside across Shale Play USA... There's also an abundance of warmth and generosity and gratefulness for the energy that produces the warmth in their homes, in their cars, as they continue about their daily lives. So always believe something wonderful is about to happen. Never downgrade your dreams to match your reality. Upgrade your belief to match your vision. Today is going to be a brand new week, folks. Let's do it and get this Monday morning started it's time to play hard work hard now
1: let's play hard
0: Welcome to the crude life morning show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Speece, live in the DJ Basin here. We have Sean Forbes from is it oilfield sourcing? I don't even have my notes with me.
2: Oilfield sourcing.
0: There we go. Thank Dot
2: com. you. Thank Dot
0: com. You. <laughs> and uh, filling in for Sterling today, Frackleberry Hound is chewing on a Chewy Paws bone in the background. Actually, not a bone as much as an antler. Hm. We'll have to. Maybe manipulate that on the... No, this is live, so we don't actually do any editing on this. No. So watch your words, Sean Forbes.
2: I'll try. It's not easy.
0: I might have to actually <laughs> take that away from her. Because Frackleberry Hound is <laughs> all about the Chewy Paws antlers. So anyway, folks, we got a fantastic show coming today. And we're going to talk a little bit about some Valentines. We're going to talk about some events happening over the next couple weeks here in Shale Play USA as well as what else do we have coming up here? But women's the Women's Energy Network as well uh, mm-hmm. of Colorado. Yep. Um,
2: it's not
0: nationwide yet.
2: No, it's international. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh, and there are uh chapters nationwide. So. This is
0: why you're here today is to kind of keep my focus because I've got so many things going in so many different directions. Like last night, I didn't do anything. I spent it alone in my hotel room with my dog Eating soup for one <laughs> under a, s- a lonely light bulb, and it was swinging for some reason. I don't even have a fan in my room, but it was so pathetic. The light bulb was swinging, hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> eating soup for one. I think I made a crock
2: pot soup last mm. night, too. So,
0: another successful Valentine's Very Day. Very exciting
2: for both of us.
0: Oh, you didn't do anything either? No. And you're married. I am. So you didn't up your game, he didn't up his game, it's just...
2: No, we're not really big into um, holidays and, you know, feeling forced into celebrating someone on a certain day when you should do that on a daily basis, so, you know, Christmas, we don't really buy each other gifts, or Valentine's Day, it's not that Oh, you guys are all big the of a to deal. Christmas, too. Yeah, the only wow. thing I really care about is Mother's Day, because I am a mom, so I feel like you know, that deserves some, some amount of recognition and thank, thankfulness. From
0: your children or from your husband?
2: Uh, from everyone
0: oh, in the just,
2: entire world. Just yeah. the
0: grocery store <laughs> <attendance. like>
2: congratulations. <laughs>
0: you go to the grocery store, damn it, I'm a mother. Where's my free cookie? That's right.
2: That's right. <laughs> Something or another. I, and, and my child's alive. She survived. So I, uh, I get credit for that.
0: I find that uh, when people are dating for more than a couple years or they get married, the valentines and and christmases and all that kind of goes away and
2: yeah i think we did that stuff the first year and then we decided Uh, that it wasn't really that important variety of
0: reasons sometimes it's financial sometimes it's just you know like what you said that Mm -hmm. hey i prefer to actually have some sort of affection every day whether it's a note or It's a random flower or whatever the case, you know, just something different to keep me on my toes or whatever it might be. And and then there's those that just don't believe in the hallmark holiday of (laughs) Valentine's Day right?
2: or the pressure, you know, of really having to go out and get somebody something that maybe they didn't they didn't want. I think one year my husband tried to buy me a a fishing vest because I love to fish and
0: very bold move for a man yeah. by the way on valentine's <laughs> day what'd you get your wife fishing vest sounds cool Whoa, to guys. i
2: mean he's he's okay he bought me one year he I'm bought not me sure if
0: wine with the girls it goes over as well but go on
2: yeah he bought me a fishing gps one year for GPS? something no and that was probably the best thing he ever bought me i was so oh. happy about that but he bought me a fishing vest one year and i thought well Sexy. you know um i don't really i don't really like it you know and so, so with this
0: GPS he can track you
2: no it's oh! the coolest little contraption it's like a, it looks like a little ball like a like a golf, like a tennis ball and it has a little rivet on the end and you can tie your line to it and you cast it out and it has Bluetooth that connects to your phone or its own Wi-Fi and you, and it's like a little fish finder so you can see where the fish are so are then you, you cast me? out no
0: so it's like a bobber
2: yeah it's like okay. exactly like a bobber but it's a but it's a fish it's finder. A camera. Not a camera.
0: Oh, oh, so it's like like a radar, lidar, yeah, sonar. I don't even know what that is. Yes, it's
2: called deeper sonar.
0: Oh, it is sonar. I have no idea what kind of technology exists in the fish finders these days because I went. You ever gone ice fishing?
2: No, but I'm about to.
0: Okay. So ice fishing is one of the most ridiculous things you'd ever no, encounter. No, because
2: you can sit on the ice and drill a hole and drink whiskey. No, I get it. It's, have a good time.
0: I, listen, I love hanging catch out. catch fish. Yeah. Okay. And my idea is ice fishing is not like other people's ideas of ice fishing. Okay. So to me, ice fishing is 70 to 75 degree weather. You do not have a jacket on. Okay. A t-shirt, maybe a hooded sweatshirt. You've got either alcohol, or if you're in Colorado, the, the the legal grass substance, okay. And you're watching football. You're watching movies. You're watching grumpy old men. You know, there's anyway, there is electricity out there, okay. There's a generator, or yeah. there's. I've been to ones where they've got direct TV with the NFL ticket, okay. That's ice fishing to right. me. Right. Yeah. Okay? Me too. I get a call one day friend of mine from college, hey, it's so nice outside, let's go ice fishing, which is messed up in itself, by the way. I mean, it is so nice outside, let's go stand on a frozen lake. That's ridiculous. It sounds terrible okay, to me, okay, too, but, or-
2: but it's fishing, so you kind of have to
0: deal with it. Yeah, well, That's a life check moment in my book, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm actually in a, in a point in my life, in, in an area, the geography, where it's so nice outside, we're going to go stand on a frozen lake. Not worried that the frozen lake... Might melt. No, we're gonna go catch some fish. Well, we get out there, and of course, like I said, I'm used to the seventy-five, the glamping of ice fishing. And this was before the ice castles came around, and the, you know, the 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 little uh, what do they call them? The tiny homes Mm -hmm. that are ice castle, that are ice shacks. Because where I'm from, up in the Dakotas, Minnesota, people were doing this long time ago with OSB board and plywood, (laughs) and they would hand make them or whatever, and A little shack. Yeah, but it would be insulated, and they'd have wheels on them or whatever the case might be. So we get there, and he just flips over some five-gallon buckets and drills holes. Like He expected another human to just sit out in the middle of a lake in the open where the wind is coming through at a steady 15. Just That's regular. And he just thought that would be a fun thing to do. (laughs) I in no way have ever understood... How that could be just enjoyable for anybody? That's not. I don't even. I don't even know who that'd be enjoyable to. Do you enjoy sitting out in fifteen? You know, in say, thirty degree weather where there's a fifteen mile an hour wind coming in at you know a good clip?
2: No, and I've been in North Dakota when it's been negative temperatures with blowing snow, and that's not where I want to be. I want to be in the truck,
0: right, <laughs> with the heater at on at least. Yeah. So these ice fishing things, you know, we used to have um, an eel pout tournament up on Leech Lake, Walker, Minnesota. Legendary. Go ahead and take a, everybody go Google eel pout tournament. And if it's not the number of DUIs that comes up as the actual headline on Google News, I'll eat my hat. Because (laughs) every year that's always the number one thing. Four thousand DUIs administered <laughs> at Eel Pout. And then people one year would bring hot tubs and they brought them in because they. Oh yeah, it was a huge tournament. Eel Pout is a bottom feeding fish, right? Yeah, but it looks like an eel. Yeah, have you seen them? Yeah. Oh, you have.
2: Yeah, they're oh. ugly.
0: But they're delicious because yeah. they're from the cod family. Mm. From the cod family, cod of course is a very delicious fish, much like halibut. Cod would be kind of the stepchild of halibut, I would imagine, at least by the pricing on the menus I go to. Mm. Um, Boy, this started out as a Valentine's Day discussion, by (laughs) the way.
2: And we're talking about fishing, which I could talk all day.
0: Ice fishing.
2: Yeah. Well, I haven't ice fished.
0: We never got yet. to my point by the way. But
2: I love fishing in general.
0: So, like you're fly
2: fishing, I love deep sea fishing, I lake fish here in Colorado, I catch a lot of trout, but I have have not done ice fishing. So But we need to go back to your, I have to. Your
0: your best Valentine's gift, yeah. which was the fish finder bobber. Okay. Well, that
2: wasn't Valentine's, that was a Christmas present.
0: Oh, it's even better. The okay, vest
2: great. the vest was a right. fail. Was a fail? <laughs> yeah, because I'm not I'm not gonna wear a fishing vest. I have my little box of supplies, so I don't need
0: well, was a, a vest.
2: Fail. Yeah. Oh. No. Good. He he bought it for me, and then that was probably the last year he bought me a gift because <laughs> I was just unexcited. You can't I was like, unexcited about it. Yeah, and then he just said, "Well, you know, you normally just go buy whatever
0: Been there too. you
2: need and want, so you're on your own." <laughs> yeah,
0: all right, too scarred on that deal. Try and no nope. take my ball and go home on that one.
2: Yeah, it was take my it was, bobber and go home. It was the no, it was the thought that counted.
0: So the uh, where we got off on our little sidebar, which ended up an eel pout, is that this bobber you got is sonar. Mm-hmm. Okay, my fish finder because that's what we're used to on Minnesota lakes in Dakota lakes mm-hmm. is fish find you know sonar type yeah. thing like a little a the little Garmin blip. Little
2: rants. for yeah. for
0: those people over the age of say forty. The electronic football blip that comes out, you know, the little dash, the pong guy you're moving around for anybody under the age of 40, a hyphen on your computer, that's what would show up as a fish. Uh, Ice fishing now, you actually have cameras. So what they have is they have a camera that you put down into the lake next to your bait. And you can actually see what the fish is looking at your bait. Hmm. So if you want to play with it and jig it or do whatever you can. If you don't like the fish, you can get it away. Some people don't like northerns. I prefer northerns. Yeah, if they're too
2: small, you don't want to have to deal with... Right. Getting the hook out of a small fish. I yeah, know I'm I don't.
0: A, I'm a catch and release guy, so yeah. It doesn't well, me matter too. But to sometimes
2: it depends on the bait. If you're using worms, sometimes they swallow mm-hmm. the worms and you can't get it out, and they end up being dinner.
0: What but. kind of fisherman <laughs> are you? Are you are, are you like one of those golfers that do not allow you to talk on the golf course? And if you oh no, I want music are on the fringe. I'm you like have Happy to use Gilmore. No pitching wedge <laughs> and not a putter. No, no, no. That's what the rules uh, say. No. So when it comes to fishing, you like music and. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're all about keeping the fish away?
2: Yeah, I'm about a good time. And if we catch fish, that's a bonus. You know? I like
0: the uh, fishermen that are like, you can't talk. Yeah. The fish. You're going to
2: scare the fish away. Yeah. No, that's kids throwing rocks. You get a
0: half hour so for lunch where you get sometimes. to speak. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are skipping rocks and yeah. jumping in. And yeah. like, okay, we'll fish on this side of the boat. Right. Isn't that fun? But they still catch fish. Right. They still catch fish. Yeah. It's smart. So, getting back to Valentine's Day... Um, mm. I told this story last week, but I'll tell it to you. My worst Valentine's ever, because as long as we're talking about fails, or I like to call them biblically bad dates. <laughs> By the way, folks, this is the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard. Sean Forbes is the female your voice you're hearing. She's in for Sterling today. My name is Jason Spees, and we're just kind of talking a little bit before we get into some industry events and uh, some women in energy, as she's... On the board of directors for the uh, Colorado Women e- Energy? Women's Energy Network. Women's Energy Network. Colorado okay. chapter.
2: Yep. And before we go any further, I wanted to thank Jason for having me on the show today. I brought him a bottle of wine. Oh. And it's from my favorite... Little early for that, but it's, it's okay. It's from my favorite um, yeah, winery, the Prisoner Wine com- Company. And this is called Cuttings. <laughs> and... Um,
0: that bottle says prison on it.
2: Jason Spees. <laughs> it's it's uh, perfect for Let's you. But uh, name. so cuttings is uh, a small <laughs> cuttings in, in occurs in drilling. So when you're uh, drilling, you get little rock that comes up out of the hole, and mm-hmm. you have to deal with it and get rid of it. But so those are called cuttings, and this wine is called cuttings. You take a, a look at that. It's a cabernet. It's
0: a cabernet. I, hope, I do like cabernets. I hope, you red fan. I hope you enjoy. Red fan. Hope you enjoy it. Cuttings, all right. Bottled by the Prisoner Wine Company out of Oakville, California. Yeah. Nice. Napa well, Valley. thank you very much. You're welcome. Can't wait to try this. Like getting booze on the air. It's always fun.
2: Right. So tell not, me about your... Not bl- like our bib- buddy J.P.
0: Warren, who's got <laughs> high-end booze coming in every show. So thank you for that. You're welcome. So biblical bad date that I had was I had uh, probably my longest girlfriend, actually, of seven years, seven and a half years. Uh, one year, I wanted to do a special Valentine's for her because she was she was she liked my romantic tendencies. I'm a Libra, mm-hmm. so I like to be. So romantic. am I. Okay, so you probably like romance.
2: Uh, I do. Okay, I, well, or I'm, you a, probably I'm like to give it. I'm a giver. Yes, yeah. See, I'm the same I like way. to see the joy when yes. I give something to someone. So, so, so yeah,
0: I yeah I'm I've been called a hopeless romantic, mm-hmm. an idiot romantic, uh, you know that all 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 the above type thing. So. One year, I filled her whole room with balloons. So I spent all day blowing balloons up, this and that, and got a roommate to let me in, and flowers, rose petals on the bed, and card, and just everything, right? But it was the streamers from the ceiling. (laughs) I mean, I bet I spent two hours in this room just decorating it, Reds
2: and pinks. Reds and pinks and whites.
0: Red, pinks and whites. Exactly. Okay. And um, thematic all the way.
2: Yeah, I love themes.
0: And... um, when she got in there it it was too much too much you overwhelmed uh, her overwhelmed her the <laughs> balloons had some trigger that weren't good she stepped on one it popped it scared her it popped another one just it was like it was like an episode of 30 rock or parks and rec or whatever it's the office it was like the most biblically bad reality <laughs> comedy if it's not you sure (laughs) so if you're watching it and and if you're not jason speece it's hilarious but if you're living the life of jason speece you're mortified oh she's dumping me on valentine's day (laughs) not only am i not getting lucky i'm not even gonna get anything (laughs) but uh she of course appreciated the gesture and understood and because she was a romantic, she could uh, you
2: appreciate know. the gesture. I'm sure.
0: But in the future, she was very specific about what she would like for Valentine's Day, and let's just say it was a lot of dinners and jewelry. And I was very appreciative of that, you I know. See, I see. well, it was you know we were younger. Yeah. What was my first gift? To her a Black Hills gold necklace. Oh. Right. That was a yeah. when you were like <laughs> sixteen, seventeen. That was a big. That's g- a big high, deal. High yeah. school sweetheart. So right. Yeah. Come
2: no, on. that's big. That's a big. Big deal.
0: That yeah, is. Did you have any uh, biblically bad dates that you had besides your fishing vest, as long as we're on the Valentine's topic?
2: I can't think of any.
0: I can't imagine. I've
2: been married uh, with my husband since 2001, so I'm um, so old, I can't remember. beyond
0: was it 9-11 beyond that then. brought you together?
2: It was. Was yeah. it really? It was. Oh,
0: come on. Yeah,
2: no, so... Um, two weeks Shut after my
0: snarky remark no. was actually real yes awesome. and, I, and it's weird How because <laughs>
2: it's weird because i have never really told the story to our friends and family until um this past september 11th
0: oh hang on here i was getting excited <laughs> i was gonna get some music ready like we had an exclusive story yes oh but no never mind you've already shared it all sorry right.
2: not publicly so not publicly story
0: all right let's just get into it not
2: publicly here. though but
0: um, oh so this is a world it is premiere. it's a world
2: premiere oh where's our
0: music from mtv <laughs> all
2: right <laughs> no so um september 11th happened um and two weeks later i was invited to uh, a fundraiser for the firemen's um family fire firefighters family fund uh fundraising event that's a tongue twister may
0: and, i pause yes is your husband a firefighter he is not okay
2: but it was downtown Hollywood. I was living in uh, L.A. at the time, so
0: so you just got invited.
2: Yeah, I just got invited. Um, That's how
0: cool she is, folks! Yeah, <laughs> firefighters, first responders, the number one draw in the world. After 9-11, and you know, Sean Forms just gets invited to the party. That's all. So
2: you know. well, In a, Hollywood. It was a fundraiser, so they weren't too particular about oh, who showed up to, you want to bet? give them money.
0: <laughs> They're very particular about who shows up to the fundraisers. They don't invite just any old schlub from the mm-hmm. street. But anyways, go on. Go on.
2: So anyway, uh, my best friend and I were leaving uh, the event and um, saw a really cute guy at a bar and um, talked to him that night and... And we've been together ever since. So I feel like September 11th tragedy brought about something like beautiful in our relationship. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
0: Well, you know what they say: hmm. with under the ashes rises the phoenix. That's right. So no matter what, anything that is devastating in your life, okay. Well, now that that's done, what is growing out of it? So instead of just focusing on the dead ash, no. Who's that hot guy at the bar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. just, right? Is right? Or what's the next career? Mm-hmm. You know, that type of thing. That's why in the oil and gas industry, on our uh, lunch that we had with Stephanie Canales, and we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But, you know, one of the things we did talk about was just here you got the president and, and John Kerry, who's a former presidential candidate. These are some very influential people, okay? just cavalierly saying, "Oh, go build solar panels." I mean, that's a jackass thing to say. Mm. And so just you know just, just I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of <laughs> off on my little tangent there about yeah. how it's just it moving forward. Right now, so many people are in ashes, okay? And they are trying to figure out their phoenix. Hmm. So when you have very influential people just directing traffic, that's what I'm trying to say, is that it's a little bit condescending just to say to people, oh, just go do this, because there's a lot of people looking for help right now.
2: Right. They don't have the financial means to do these things. Or
0: or just the intelligence on Mm -hmm. how to navigate the system that is currently before them. We were talking before earlier about just the whole masks thing, like... Mm. Oh, the extra steps. If you're in sales now, remembering the mask. And oh, not not only that, but okay, if you're traveling, where's my hotel key? Which pocket is it in? Because I've got masks and keys and keys and... All kinds of different things in so many pockets. And if I put my cell phone in the same pocket as my hotel key, it's going to erase it. So then my hotel key doesn't work. You got all these new... I mean, seriously. Yeah. In the mask, it's like...
2: No, the masks are... I have a very small face. So the regular adult size masks don't fit my face. So I'm constantly having to tie the backs of them to fit. And I find I I can't see much mm -hmm. because the mask is impeding my vision. And um, so I buy children's masks now.
0: But. Up in my part of the country we've got we have to wear a stocking cap a lot of times, right? A, a yeah. hat and so I've got one with a big eyeball on it and it's got little brands that come down. My issue is the ears. Trying to get the thing off and on and with sunglasses on and this and that and every that's where I about I'm about losing my shit. Yeah. That I'm I'm just I'm about ready to snap. And it has nothing to do with the health ramifications, has nothing to do with the where's your mask and how everybody's a hall monitor now. It's just that it's just one more thing that I got to <laughs> add to my day when I'm trying to reduce, I'm trying to take things away from my days.
2: Simplify.
0: Exactly. Now I got to keep adding this and that. So yeah. speaking of adding, folks coming up next, we're going to ask you to add a few events to your calendar. In fact, you're going to be heading to a Energy Strong event in Casper, Wyoming. and That's why actually Sean Forbes has stopped by. She's on her way up to Casper, Wyoming to visit some fine folks at the event being I believe it's being spearheaded by Energy Strong is what what I believe is the email I saw from you if my memory serves me correctly is that right mm-hmm. okay so we'll talk about that plus more events coming up and then in the latter part of the program we're going to have some women's energy network talk as well as just kind of what they're what that oil woman magazine just there's all kinds of new life being put into the oil and gas world when it comes to females and about time very dominated by men for a long time and listen I'm only in 10 years so I'm not going to speak on any soapbox I'll let you guys do that and that's why you're here so thank you for that by the way that is Sean Forbes my name is Jason Spees we're going to take a brief pause when we come back we are going to be talking about some industry events folks so get your I don't even know what to say get anymore. Get your I, notebook. Get I your notepad. Pencil and pen, yeah. but get your schedule E ready, your whatever, your kind Google. Your notes on your
2: cell phone your, app ready. Your,
0: your calendar app ready. <laughs> this is the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. I'm mm-hmm. all right.
1: Well, I'm doing okay. In becoming a sponsor, email studio at thecruedlife.com. The music heard on the Crude Life morning show Play Hard, Work Hard is by the Moody River Band. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. It's sponsored in part
0: by... If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today. Survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. back to the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. My name is Jason Speece. Sean Forbes is sitting directly across from me here live from the DJ Basin. Of course, Sean Forbes comes to us with oilfieldsourcing.com. That's right. Now, what is oilfieldsourcing.com?
2: So, oilfieldsourcing.com is an oil and gas directory for service companies and suppliers to create business profiles so that buyers and engineers can find their services kind of like in like an oil and gas yellow pages um so if you provide services to the oil field you should log on and create create a, a business listing so but people can also find have you events. I also have events um I advertise all oil and gas events um for all basins in the United States and Canada is slowly Coming into the site, I'm focusing on the U.S. now, mm-hmm. but Canada is also. Um, I think I have one or two uh, Canadian events right now, but uh, focusing on all U.S. basins right now.
0: Well, yeah, you don't want to turn away anybody's business, but at the same time, you have to focus on a market first, and right. you know. Gen- and I imagine you probably started in your backyard here in the uh, DJ and Permian first, because the, the Permian's only what eight hours, ten hours away.
2: Yeah. No, um, as far as supporting those basins. Well, you got to go and get some
0: sales calls in, you know, oh, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well,
2: so I've worked in oil and gas for 16 years now, and I've supported oh, pretty so much all
0: kinds of contacts. All
2: basins, yeah, in yeah, the U.S. So I don't necessarily have to drive anywhere. I can just send emails and pick up the phone. And
0: Well, you were mentioning, though, that you were spending some time down in the Permian when you first started this, though. Uh,
2: not necessarily the Permian. I've supported the. Uh, lower part of texas um well, the, sorry, eagleford, right, the, eagleford, the, the eagleford the eagleford the eagleford um i think when i so i when i worked for in i supported the eagleford and the eastern side of texas mm-hmm. and then you know the mississippian which is louisiana area yeah. over there too haynesville too haynesville yeah. yeah Dallas. My, my
0: apologies i got my it's okay this west. is an
2: educational show Jason. Well, and
0: it, well, not in the first hour. It's not. There's no math in the first hour. Second hour, you know, we work hard. We actually have to be serious. But the first hour, we don't want to think too hard. We yeah. just want, you know, we want to do events, tell yeah, people where no, to go. Yeah. There's
2: a lot of fun things coming and up.
0: That sort of thing, you know. But um, I did want to mention though, you've got this directory. Your main focus is your directory. That's your bread and butter. So Absolutely. That's how you make your money. But is. my
2: so my goal is to connect people connect buyers and sellers, right. connect everyone in the industry. And one of those things is by events. When we go to events, we meet new people, mm-hmm. we create new contacts, and it's a way of um, keeping our industry connected. So.
0: But you also um, have articles.
2: I do have articles. That
0: If people would like to blog, they can. You mm-hmm. will put out some from time to time, but yep. really you'd like to get other people to utilize the platform and to be another outlet, you know? And yeah. What I used to tell people, uh, because I do a lot of writing, you know, and um, I scale, when I started writing for the newspapers, like the Bismarck Tribune, started writing for some national magazines, um, they wanted the stories exclusive. So I kind of had to pull back. But mm. if there, if I do not, if, if I write an article, okay, and I used to write a lot and I'm getting, and actually that's what I did last night for Valentine's Day. I actually wrote, that's why I'm here actually in Colorado is first and foremost, I'm here for my writing career, okay? Mm. The Crude Life is actually secondary, which is kind of weird right now because I'm here in Colorado because my next book is coming out shortly. Yes. What is it about? It's called The Book of G. It's very it's very interesting, Whether whether your higher power is God or it's Gaia, which is Mother Earth, mm. or it's a guy or a girl, because a lot of times, a guy or a girl will direct your daily momentum versus a higher power. Some people are so devoted to God that that's what directs their daily, okay? Some people are so devoted to the Gaia, which is the Mother Earth, they're devoted to that. Some people, their spouse or somebody that they're in love with is their devotion. So it has to do with that, but at the same time, it has to do with entitlement. Mm -hmm. So it's a story about how entitlement is intractive until you understand what entitlement is and then you realize how destructive it is Hmm. but it's by following whatever your G is so
2: yeah it's whatever motivates you
0: right and so it's it's to be written almost like um, well anyway it's episodic so uh, we've gone through a few changes with it but at the end of the day it's now it's going to be episodic so it'll be a Uh, We're trying to decide if it's going to be weekly or every two weeks or monthly, but this is like a $60,000 or a 60,000 word story. I mean, Mm. this is like, there's a lot, even more than that. Like a serial. Oh no, this would be a, (laughs) this would be a good size book if it was an actual book, Mm -hmm. but nobody reads books anymore. Mm. I mean, they do, but not really. So we're, we're, we're going to put it out in episodes. I listen
2: to books. So,
0: so so what we're (laughs) trying to do is we're trying to take the Netflix Mm mind, mind hunter series, you know, the justified 13 series FX, you know how that's kind of the new thing. You know, you got eight to 13 episodes for a season. We're going to do it with the book. Hmm. We're going to have, so it'll be an annual fee. You just pay. So that's how you buy the book. But every week or every two weeks or a month, a new chapter comes out. I love it. And it's designed to be a half hour to 45 minutes of reading. That's why I want to do it weekly. Yeah. Because I want people to just every week spend a half hour and read. Spend 45 minutes and read. But I don't want to go too much more than that. Because yeah, no,
2: that's perfect. Because people have, you know, so little time and they have to decide what mm-hmm. to spend their time on. And that's perfect amount of time.
0: The very few people have uh, read the uh, preview of it. They said that it's it's... They've said it's like nothing they've ever seen, nothing like they've ever read before, which makes me happy because mm. that was the intention, yeah, well, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a you know, I was born an original, and I want to die an original. <laughs> I don't want to be a carbon copy, you know? I mean, a well lot you've of,
2: had you've had life-changing events too, that have made you have a different yeah. perspective on life. So I feel like this is born from that.
0: What people don't understand about me is that I went eighteen days without food and water, okay? When I, when I went through my cancer battle, not only did I fight the medical system for three years and they told me that I had something I didn't have because of checking boxes, okay? Whole different story there, all right? But I went 18 days without food and water, okay? When you have a son that is not even a teenager at the time, okay, every time you close your eyes, you close your eyes thinking, this might be it. This might be the last time I'm alive because all you have in your life right now is an IV hooked up to you, giving you, I called it horchata (laughs) because it was this big bag of some milky substance that was potassium. And, you know, there was like a couple things like that. Right. Yeah. But it said made in Mexico. It was it was the bag that was made in Mexico, not the ingredients. And <laughs> so I called it my Mexican that was your food. horchata. Yeah. Every day I'm drinking my horchata, mm. but I couldn't even have water. Twice a day, I could take a little bit of swab and swab my mouth just because of hydration issues and dry mouth. Mm. But otherwise, I couldn't even drink water Yeah. because I had C. diff. You get C. diff if you're healthy. So... Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Anyway, so my point is, I'm not yeah. even sure what my point is at this point. I just
2: said you've had life-changing events that kind of led you maybe to write this book.
0: So, yeah, that's all the book is about. It's about some very uh, up-and-down emotional things. It's very relatable to the average person. And um, one, one of the persons actually just cried mm-hmm. reading the summary. So... Anyway, that's what I'm. That's what I've been working on here. That's why I, well, get I'm it actually done. here. Get it
2: done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we yeah, can all enjoy it. It
0: was supposed to be done in February, hmm. but COVID. Then we'll blame 9/11 too. <laughs> we're not done blaming 9/11 yet. Remember how that was? That was the excuse for like ten years, and now COVID's going to be the excuse. Well, yeah. my business failed. Well, it now it's the president.
2: COVID. Blame the president, past now president, current yeah. president.
0: So let's talk about some events happening. You're on your way to an Energy Strong event. They're back at doing events again up in Casper, Wyoming. I know they had one last year uh, up there. And so I, that's why I believe it's called the Powder R- River Rising 2.
2: Yep. Powder to River kind of Rising. Do a
0: sequel to their one last year they had. So I'm g- good to see they're back at it. And the events are back on. You think it's going to be a pretty big one.
2: I think it's going to be a, a huge event. I mean, everyone's been itching to get out and Wait a minute. see this people.
0: Is, this is Monday, so it's tomorrow. It's on Tuesday. Is that right? It's on Tuesday. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we set the table correctly before Tuesday the 16th. we invite people for dinner here. So.
2: That's right. Okay,
0: so talk to me about this event. What's going on?
2: Yeah, so it's uh, sponsored. Which are available
0: at oilfieldsourcing.com.
2: That's right. So all the events I talk about today, you can find at oilfieldsourcing.com click on events you can search and find events by keyword by date by category of events
0: they'll get it they'll figure it out
2: by state or region so (laughs) if you're in pennsylvania you can search by pennsylvania and find uh, an event there anyway so this one the powder river rising 2 is sponsored by apex wellhead and 1776 energy services um are they
0: uh, colorado companies Wyoming companies? Uh, I'm not familiar I, I with. don't know
2: where they're based. Okay. Um, I would imagine, okay. maybe. Um, but Energy Strong is involved, and um, our favorite um, uh, oil and gas um, guy, DRW, David Ramson Wood, is going to be there speaking at the event. So now, who is
0: he? I'm not familiar with him.
2: So DRW is kind of uh, an authority in our industry as far as – you know, equity and pricing and futures, and, you know, what oil and gas companies should be focusing on and what they shouldn't be focusing on. And um, he's definitely someone to follow. He's been kicked off of LinkedIn before because of his. Um, unfiltered uh, opinions about COVID and o- other things that have impacted not only our industry, but very you know, society. Individual. He's a very passionate. That's how I like. Um, Instead of
0: controversial, I yes, say passionate. Because. I
2: always say that. I always say passionate. I used to work with a guy at Encana and he would throw his phone and just crash, break that's, his computer that's all passion. the time. And I would go into his office and I would say, his name is Jeremy. I would say, Jeremy, are you okay? And he'd just say, oh, I'm so pissed. I just yelled at my drilling guy and I'd say well you're not angry you're just passionate Mm -hmm. and he would say I love that (laughs) because that's true but anyway so yeah that's on Tuesday up in Casper
0: I'm not not creeping on your profile (laughs) pic I'm admiring (laughs) (laughs) exactly So, okay, what's the event? Okay, so it's uh, February 16th. That's a Tuesday. Yep. It's, at it's from in 5 Casper.
2: to 10. Yep, it's from 5 to 10 oh, p.m. Oh, 10 at night. Yeah, it's going to be a rager. So I'm, a, I'm going to stay the night in Casper and, you know, hope hopefully try to make it out to drive back home at a reasonable time the next day. So, right. Um, it's at okay. the Gaslight Social in Casper. So if you're around, you should stop by and say hi.
0: What else we got coming up here in the oil and gas? world? Well, I know we got Tiffany... <laughs> Wilson's uh, birthday coming up, and we're happy birthday to you. Talking to her tomorrow on Tuesday on Fat Tuesday, so tomorrow Fat Tuesday, we're going to talk Fat Tuesday talk. Fat Tuesday, and it's not related (laughs) to Tiffany Wilson, but we're going to talk to Tiffany Wilson as well because she's turning thirty sexy tomorrow. (gasps)
2: So that's much bigger than Fat Tuesday,
0: right? And so, but it's a Fat Tuesday themed party. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about some. She's gonna get the baby Jesus. Some history. She's gonna fat get the baby Tuesday. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. You know what is Fat Tuesday to me? I'm Catholic, so we have Ash Wednesday the next day. So my understanding is Fat Tuesday is you party and eat because you got to go on some sacrificing and some eating fish on Fridays and. I just know whatever. that it's a, bit,
2: a big party and you get a cake and Is the cake has a little baby Jesus hidden in it. And if you get the piece of cake with the baby Jesus in it, then it brings you good luck for a year.
0: Are you kidding me?
2: No, but they, they so because of, oh. you know, lawsuits and things, they stopped putting the baby Jesus in the cake because they don't want people to choke on it. Right. So now they give you a cake and they give you a baby Jesus and they let you put the baby Jesus in the cake. So you get to choose who gets the good luck for the year. <laughs> so
0: in essence, and is it really
2: good luck? I don't you know. very
0: wise in the ways of baby Jesus <laughs> and putting him inside of cakes. Hey. I think I saw an Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode where they tried to bake a guy in a pie once and it didn't go well. So I love the show <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force, by the way. Very few people know what that show is, but I don't care because it's an inappropriate <laughs> show to watch at two in the morning. And damn it, it's fun. Okay, so what else do we got for events coming All right. up here?
2: More events. So, Oil Filled Connections has a bunch of networking lunches this week um, on Wednesday, 2 oh, 17. Yeah. Uh, they have one in Houston and the Longview, Texas chapters on thursday it's hard um,
0: keeping up with them by it's the
2: hard way. and you know um sarge
0: has done a fantastic job uh, <laughs> and he's had some uh some personal issues and he's stepping down and but he's still going to be active he's you know? still
2: very active and but, he's you know he is the he's oilfield connections he's the guy that started the organization and He's built something in- incredible in a very short amount of time. And, and, that, and
0: that's what I wanted to say. So, if, yeah. if you're a chapter president or you're involved with oil field connections, keep in mind that, you know, Sarge did have a vision for this. Sarge Summers, for those of you who are wondering who Sarge is, Sarge Summers, longtime oil field veteran. Uh, when COVID started, he was just starting these oil field connections and it really took off. In fact, it took off to the tune to where it got bigger than what he could even. He wanted to be. He wanted to be very hands on, but it took off. He didn't have enough hands. He didn't, and he's only got two. He's not an octopus. And then, of course, he had he had some personal issues happen and all these other things. And I mean, my heart goes out to him because he wants this oil field connections to be successful, but at the same time, he also understands the place he's at in his life. So, if you're one of the leadership in oil field connections, I'm just telling you from me personally. You know, just respect his vision that he had with this because that's why people were attracted to it. You know, I mean, I've had some people in the DJ that called me when he first started, and they said, finally, someone who gets it. I mean, he's got like weekly prayers, uh, like a conference call with prayers and things like that where there are people involved just because of that, because they want that weekly just kind of synergy that comes with that because the oil field is changing. It's changing. You know that. We talked about that with Stephanie Canales on friday about hey there there's a there's some different changes happening that i don't think the industry is aware of yet
2: no it's it's bigger than all of us
0: so these events are very important for a new reason because to me the old way of networking is old is done that's done um there's there's a whole new network that's being Mm -hmm. had and and all these other things and so these industry events are important, but for other reasons, they're important to network, not just to be seen, but to find out really what's going on. You yeah. know? And, so, and to get get a little bit of FaceTime is good. So the Oilfield Connections, what do we got? You mentioned um, a couple in Texas, didn't you? Yeah,
2: a couple in Texas on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, uh, February 18th, uh, Corpus Christi is having an Oilfield Connections networking lunch, and they're going to have a guest speaker who is the texas railroad commissioner jim wright Mm. so that will be what's
0: the third one
2: the third commissioner
0: christy craddock (laughs) green christian and then the third one it's like Pavarotti, the other one the other one (laughs) yeah
2: so it might be a good one to attend and then also one in lubbock on the same day on thursday um well they got a
0: chapter in lubbock too
2: lubbock and corpus christi yep and houston and longview and dallas they have several in Texas. It's so international.
0: it's all over. It's I all over. I just didn't know that they had one in Lubbock, Texas. You know, that's where Tiffany Wilson lives. So yeah, I would assume that she's probably going to know something about that. But definitely, she, she's. That's the thing too is that you've only got so much time in your day, and and so it's great to be a part of these. But yeah, yeah. and these are
2: well, these are networking lunches too. So hopefully, it doesn't take time out of yeah, the other parts there. of your day. But you do have drive to drive there. there, but you're also
0: have you been to Midland? No. Everything's 30
2: minutes. I know, but this is an opportunity to actually get Two out and, and meet people. This estimated
0: is Estimated <laughs> arrival time, 25 minutes. It's like, what the heck?
2: Is Priorities, I guess. Priorities.
0: <laughs> I mean, Fort Collins, everything's 15 minutes, but... Yeah. That is funny, by the way. In Fort Collins, it's like, you're three miles away. Estimated arrival time, 12 minutes. Then you go a little bit, 15 minutes. Okay. All right. <laughs> so what else do we have for events here?
2: Um... <laughs> this one I'm really, I'm really excited about. On Thursday, February eighteenth, over lunch from twelve to one, uh, there's a virtual event hosted by Woga, which is the Women in Oil and Gas. It's called their MIT or Members in Transition webinar series. You said Woga. Uh, Woga, yep. Women. Women in Oil and Gas, okay. and it started here in Colorado, and I think has expanded, but based here in in Denver. Um, so Kaylee Van Cleave, who is the current president of Women's Energy Network. We'll talk about that later. But this one's called Interview Skills in the Current Virtual Reality. Um Kaylee's one of one of the most incredible women I have met here in this industry. She is an authority on recruiting and job coaching and you won't want to miss this one. So if you look um at my website, look for, for a WOGA event. And then on, on Thursday, February 18th, we have Pioga, which is the Pennsylvania Independent Oil and Gas Association.
0: Pioga?
2: Pioga. That's
0: a great name. I love it. That sounds like a bar game. <laughs> it will. Let's play some Pioga tonight.
2: It's funny you say that because they're hosting a networking event at Pins and Pints in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. From... Sounds like
0: a dish you might find <laughs> on diners, drive-ins, and dives, too. Tonight, we're going to be making Pioga with the... All right, I I was about to say I hate that show.
2: (laughs) Um, So that's from in Pittsburgh from six to nine.
0: (laughs) Sidebar: Do you know that there is a? I believe there's a website, but I know there's a whole thread of people that have gone out of business after that show. So here's here's I'm not surprised. Is that it gets on the show, and all of a sudden, these tourists come right. 'Cause it's been on diners, drivers, and dives, right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta go. Well, the locals spite it. They hate it. Ooh. So they stop going because there's all there's a bunch of douchebags there, right? So they stop going, well then the place goes out of business. Hmm. So there's a whole there's a whole subculture <laughs> of I hate Guy Fieri because he killed my <laughs> restaurant. <laughs>
2: He just annoys me, so I just can't. <laughs> I think
0: he's got the best job in the world. After, he has the best job after in the that world. that one guy committed suicide, um, Anthony Bernain, who, that, that was the biggest eye-opener to me. Yes. That Anthony Bernain, and Dave Chappelle did a whole bit on this, but that guy had the greatest job in the world. Okay, you cannot find a better job than eating the most interesting food, talking to the most interesting people, on someone else's dime, okay? Yeah. That, that's what you do. You just go do it, whatever you want. As long as it's kind of interesting and unique, you go do it.
2: Yeah, except for Josh Gates on no, the Discovery Channel. He does those... I rid of my
0: TV in 2007, Oh, man.
2: So, so he, he has that. a show. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Expedition Unknown. And oh, so, so he's
0: the new Anthony Bourdain.
2: Well, but he doesn't eat anything. He's more of a treasure hunting guy. Oh. But they never really find anything, but it draws you in because you think they're going to find something and then...
0: They I saw really a show like but. that called Finding Bigfoot. That would be very, same template. <laughs> yeah. You just go search for something you never find, right? Yeah, but it's yeah.
2: educational. So you learn a lot about some of these historic. Have
0: you ever seen that show, place. Finding Bigfoot, by the way? I have not. Okay, so <laughs> it's got this guy who looked like, um, the guy who wears the hat from 30 Rock. So that Frank, he wears his hat. He's got this curly hair. And I've only seen one episode. I was at a hotel, and that's the only place I watched my TV, right? And um, he had donuts. He was putting donuts on a tree because, and this was him. Bigfoot likes donuts, but they also <laughs> how know, like. How do it, they know that? But they also like it when you take a bite out of each donut, because that means you're sharing with them. So he would take a bite out of each donut and put it on the tree, and I'm going. <laughs> okay i can't get a show on discovery channel but this makes it come on come on boy they really hate oil and gas you because we've pitched this show to some netflix said yes
2: yeah well i mean the kardashians have a show so i know they want to go go that direction there you go
0: (laughs) yeah that's something xm said yes to us too but we couldn't afford it oh well, you got to have a certain amount of sponsorships to go with it. And that's mm. just, you know, I think it was a quarter million or something like that. And so, well,
2: hey, everyone. Sponsor The Crude Life <laughs> and oilfieldsourcing.com.
0: Okay, that's that's a whole different topic there. But uh, I see that there's one in Midland, too, coming up um, on Oilfield Connects. But I'm looking at oilfieldsourcing.com under the events. I don't want to give away your list. So you go ahead and give us our next event. Because that, all right, go ahead. Because I'm not here to... <laughs> talk about my events. no
2: let's talk about events i let's, mean what that's what we do is we network um so the week of february 22nd there are several oil connection networking lunches um one in abilene one in lafayette louisiana one in kingwood texas there's another texas chapter these are for oilfield you connections these are oil connections okay. yep and then another one on friday in dallas um on monday uh to tuesday there is a virtual energy and data conference, um, put out by the SPE, the AAPG, and the SEG.
0: I have it's never a very been.
2: educational event, but we promote all events I've in never oil and been gas. Been to
0: one of these virtual events? Okay. You haven't. I, I did. Um, I did the uh, oil, oil Man Magazine's virtual trade show last year. Okay, and that's the only one I've ever done. Really, there's a um, lot of
2: free ones out there, yeah, and you can just great. register and.
0: But like everybody my time is you know
2: it is but i guess you know it depends on what you're interested in and depends
0: on what your job is sure you know that's how i look at right. it. it has nothing to do with interest it has right. to do with your job and for me uh, you know i'll pop into one if i if it if i need to but um i don't really care for the media ones hmm. like that's the ones i'm supposed to be involved in and they're such a waste of time Everybody's just glad handing each other.
2: I'm glad you said that because I feel like a lot of the events that have been happening recently don't have a lot of substance. Are you kidding me? It's a half
0: hour of everybody (laughs) patting each other on the back. Oh, I'm so glad so and so came, and then they talk about some story and laugh and blah blah blah. It's just it's nauseating. It is, especially if you're a small business owner trying to figure out how to make it in today's world. I mean, time is extremely valuable. Right now, if you're not getting the government money. It is. And I'm sorry if you guys are on the government money, and that's hard to hear. That's the reality. Yeah. If you've been getting a government check, or your company has been getting a government check for a year, versus the other plebeians out there not getting it, and I say plebeians because there's a ton of people out there that are small business owners who have not gotten one dime from the PPP and all that other money. No. No. They got to decide whether they want to go and get welfare for a week or not. That's how they live, by the way. Do you have any idea the mental challenge that is to say, I need to go apply to get my welfare check for this week? Or unemployment, Unemployment, I guess it's called. It used to be called welfare back in my days. Now it's a unemployment. That's very difficult. If you're eligible. If you're eligible. That's I'm not. I get denied every week. Right. I tried for a while. I gave up. I'm like, screw this. All right, I'll just go make it work. That's why we're doing the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. We need to grab a hold of the narrative again, and it's working. People like it. People like we've got a dog named Frackleberry Hound. (laughs) I get more emails about the dog than I do about me. By the way, folks, I do want to give a big thank you to Christy Craddock at the Texas Railroad Commission, who sent out our Crude Life interview across her network, and they've actually spliced it into different parts To help educate. That's the thing here, folks. This is an educational platform at the end of the day. We like to have some fun. That's why we've added the play hard portion because I've been around oil and gas long enough to know we like to play hard and work hard. I know people say work hard, play hard. No, no. We like to play hard. (laughs) We like to work hard. (laughs) Sorry. I'm a realist here. Now, some of you, I get it. You can't. You You can't
2: have one without the other. No,
0: you, you work hard. Yeah. For two weeks straight and then you go play hard for two weeks straight we used to call them drunken sailors and pirates <laughs> You know, drywallers <laughs> they get their check and they go party till the next check with drywallers <laughs> why did you laugh so hard at that one well
2: because my husband worked in vegas for six years <laughs> and building casinos and so these guys would get their paycheck on friday and they would go right to the casino and piss it all away and then on monday they'd be like hey dude can i borrow seven dollars for a sandwich and so
0: it's just it's exactly
2: what it is
0: listen stereotypes (laughs) are wrong but there's a little bit of truth for some reason behind most of them. Mm-hmm. That's, anyway, folks, that's gonna do. We, we are way over on time here, so I apologize. By the way, we're gonna have some links at thecrudelife.com. Play hard, work hard. We've got a daily show page. You can go to that. OilfieldSourcing.com is where you can find all these different events. Of course, you can go to the Oilfield uh, International Connection. You know, Oilfield Connections website and go to there specifically. But what Sean Forbes is bringing you is Shale Play USA. Okay, Shale Play USA, centralized place for all the different events to come and be shown, be told. That was a terrible way to phrase that. <laughs> I'm going to call myself out on that one. That was awful. It's like it's a, a, brain, platform. a brain, platform. brain just stopped yeah. right there because I'm way over. I'm thinking about how I'm going to get to the commercial break and all kinds of different things. Folks, when we come back, Tiffany Wilson is going to join us. No, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Today, when we come back, is the oil field Women's Network. That's what it is. See, I, I was thinking she was going to be part of that, but she's not. That's right. You're just going to talk about some of the women going on, um, women that are um, doing some incredible things in oil and gas. You see, I, I can't think straight. In the right
2: energy e- energy industry.
0: Why did you say energy industry?
2: Well, because the Women's Energy Network is the entire energy value chain. Mm-hmm. It's not just oil and gas. It's renewables oil and gas, utilities. It's everyone who is committed to bringing responsible energy to people.
0: With that, we are going to take a brief pause because that was articulate. And obviously, I turned into a pumpkin about two minutes ago because I just started rambling nonsense. This is the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. My name is Jason Spies. That is Sean Forbes. We'll see you in a few.
1: Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by.
0: If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866 539 0860. That's 866 539 0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today. and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out the industrialforest.com. That's the industrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard.
1: Now let's play hard. Since you're my pineapple baby, let me be your man.
0: Welcome back to the Play Hard, Work Hard morning show. Busy day here this morning. Just had to go walk Frackleberry Hound outside real quick within our commercial break. That's why we played a little bit more music during the last break there. And now we come back. Sean Forbes, who's the co-host today, sitting in for Sterling. Forgot to mention that, by the way. Sterling, of course, comes to us via Saudi Arabia, where he spent his childhood. Did (laughs) you know that?
2: No, I didn't. But I was going to say I'm probably much better looking.
0: You're very, yes, <laughs> extremely good looking and better looking than Sterling, too. Sterling's not a bad looking guy. I'm sure he's a handsome fellow. So Sterling actually lived in uh, Dahran, which is a city in Saudi Arabia, which is 100% oil field workers. So Tiffany Wilson, who's going to be on the show tomorrow... Uh, she, you know, does the Aries buildings, man camp, crew camp, temporary housing, whatever. So imagine that in the middle of a desert in Saudi Arabia with golf courses, schools, shopping malls. But every single person that lives there is an employee of Ramco, which is now Saudi Ramco, which used to be Standard Oil. So back when it was, it's now a Saudi Arabia company, but back then mm-hmm. it was an American company. And that's a literal oil and gas community, because the only reason the teacher is there is because of the oil and gas workers, okay? Like, when you go to some of these other places, like whether it's Midland or Williston, North Dakota, they have some agriculture or some sort of tech or, you know what I mean, some sort of other industry? mm mm-hmm. Not Daharan. 100% <laughs> oil and gas, and gas workers. Specifically for one company. Yeah. it happens now to be the largest oil and gas company. Anyway, that's Sterling. He's the co-host normally, but...
2: They have a refinery in Texas, by the way. They do. Saudi Aramco, yeah. It's through a different name of the company, but... Yeah, they fund it. They fund it.
0: Look at you all wise in the ways of oil and gas. (laughs) That's why she's here, folks. (laughs) Sean Forbes, oil field sourcing, knows what she was talking about. In fact, we went so far over last time just jibber-jabbering. We didn't even get to. How many different events do you guys have on your website? And just give us a quick little like the, the sterile nuts and bolts bullet points of uh, oilfieldsourcing.com.
2: Yeah. So I have about 104 events right now on the site. Um, five fishing tournaments different fishing tournaments nice yeah i love fishing so of course i want to mention that
0: imagine um, play clay <laughs> shoot or two eight. as well there's eight. Oh, you shoots. actually haven't broken down that much
2: yeah five happy hours do you like an engineer three i mean i like numbers My and goodness. people if like it. no
0: math in the morning no math in the first hour i told you <laughs> well, we will <laughs> not have math in the first hour of play hard work hard different story those guys are all linear thinkers in the but we're talking
2: hour. about play hard so there are 16 different golf tournaments advertised on my site right now. So,
0: Oh, is that it? I, figured, it. That, I figured there'd be that more. I know,
2: that I know of. But well, if, that's right. If, we're still
0: in snow season.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I feel like people are starting to coordinate events and start advertising them. People are tired of being stuck in the house. They want to get outside and, and golf now, tournaments
0: to me are... So if you're listening right now and you're thinking, you know what, I want to let oilfieldsourcing.com and Sean Forbes know about our event. Now, my understanding is, now correct me if I'm wrong, you've got two different ways that people can put in events. Number one, they can put it in in themselves. That's okay, right. So and events are free to that's post. That's the preferred way. The preferred but, way. Uh, they, they can put it in themselves. They just they sign up. It's very, for those people listening, it's, it's just like every other site that you, you do this for. And you can put your own events in. And there's a lot of companies who have people that are paid specifically to do that yeah okay the second way is and this is maybe it's free
2: for, it's free advertising for yeah, your event
0: but the second way is maybe for some of those you know busy um call them business owners or whatever the case is they got 15 different things going and all of a sudden they got roped in and they're doing this fundraiser and you know what i mean it happens so they can they can send in to you though And you'll put it in if you got time. That's right. Okay, so where can they send the information? Let's say they got an event and they want to send it to you. How can they do that?
2: You can email me directly at Sean, S H A W N, at oilfilledsourcing.com. Easy enough. Send events, send comments, unless only if they're good comments.
0: Can we talk about some women? Yes. Okay, good. Because I had a terrible Valentine's Day, spent it alone <laughs> with my dog. She's a girl. Hey, Brackleberry Hound. She's so, your
2: favorite girl.
0: Oh, she's my love. Yeah. Anyway, so. She's very pretty. It is the Women's Energy Network. Yes. And this is, I, we, we, we say energy too. Yeah. Because we're all about all the, all, all the energies. All the above. Mm-hmm. And it's is uh, not just Colorado.
2: No, it's a, a international
0: network. Okay, let's, so let's there hear about are it. several
2: chapters across the U.S., but basically, the Women's Energy Network is an organization of professionals who work across the entire energy value chain. So that includes professionals in renewables, oil and gas, uh, logistics, and utilities. So we uh, encourage an organization of. Inclusion for everyone who is dedicated to bring energy to our homes, our businesses and public outlets, Um, whether that be, you know, a supplier of services or, you know, an attorney who represents Mm -hmm. energy clients. So anyone related to the energy business.
0: So I'm going to give you a little bit of insight here that they probably haven't shared with you. But back in the day when I was a magazine publisher, remember magazines? What's that? Okay, exactly. They, <laughs> they used to be around magazines and
2: good housekeeping.
0: They would they they would have a purpose, you know. They they were a lot of the they called them shelf life. So you'd have coffee table book that type of thing. So it was more about the presentation than about anything else, you know. You could have a gorgeous photo and not really advertise much and be very impactful. Okay, mm-hmm. and the reason was is because it was very appealing to females and women. Okay. And when it came to major purchases, say over $1,000, probably about two to $3,000, 4000 $5,000 now. But back in the day, $1,000 was that cutoff. Uh, w- women did 80% of the household decision making. So if you're going to buy a new f- new furniture set, the women are making the choice. The man might be paying for it. But the women were making the choice.
2: You're a home economics engineer.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize you guys had a specific term, but okay. Well, I, we'll go I, with that. I don't, but... <laughs> that <know>. sounded very, <laughs> <laughs> very specific Ten- there. Yes. Uh, so my point is, is that I, I think it's great that the way women are embracing oil and gas, because personally, I think that is what it's going to take to bring oil and gas to that accepted in the household And you're nodding your head. So
2: Hmm,
0: what what do you think on that?
2: No, I agree. I mean, women need to be at the table as well.
0: They're very influential in households, okay? They're Hmm. very influential. So if it's cool and sexy to rail on oil and gas, it's probably what's going on on just a casual whatever basis. Right. But if there's a group of women that are coming forward and connecting with other women through, I don't, Bunko? Is Bunko a thing anymore? (laughs) Um. Um, I heard about that 10 years ago, so that was that was always a reason why I didn't see my girl. She was always at some bunko game at some guy's house. I'm just kidding. That sounds
2: like a North Dakota thing.
0: <laughs> uh, anywho, but so, anywho, said any owl. I do believe that the women are not only a key part when it comes to bringing a new perspective into the workplace, because that's a very key part, by the way. It is. The oil and gas industry has been extremely male-dominated for a long time. But you know what? There's, there's been a reason for that. It's, 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 it's a very rough industry. It is. It's a very tough industry. It's a lot like egg. It's, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. I no. was just going
2: to say that. It's not it's for everyone.
0: Not even for every guy.
2: No? I mean, not right. only do you
0: got to physically be to a certain degree. Right. You got to mentally and just.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I know salespeople who have come into the oil and gas industry and they just couldn't hack it. It just wasn't for them, and mm-hmm. they've moved on. But, hey. I mean, hey, good. I, I work nice in try. the media,
0: so oil and gas <laughs> yeah. has got nothing on the media, okay? You right. want to talk about a grind, a meat grind? Craig Bowl, the coach of the University of Wyoming, who coached Josh Allen, who played in the Super Bowl this year, okay? Craig Bowl, is just right down the road, University of Wyoming. He's the head coach. Uh, him and his wife, we, we used to share an office, so we used to know each other pretty well. After 30 days... Of being married to his wife, he goes, Jason, boy, that media is a meat grinder. <laughs> this is coming from a hey, coach in college, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so, just to give you an idea what the media Competition,
2: is Competition, like. yeah, and politics.
0: Stabbing, like yeah. you. I have never seen people work so hard not to work. That. I know it makes sense to a lot of people <laughs> out does. there yeah. in corporate America because mm-hmm. it's the same kind of thing. But that's where I see the women really making an influence is that bringing in this new perspective that just guys don't have. It, mm-hmm. it's, no, it's no fault on the men. Right. No fault. No, being just,
2: women coming into this male-dominated industry, we have to work 10 times as hard mm-hmm. to be heard and have a seat at the table.
0: Speaking so. of which, Mick Hager from Canine Pipeline, she also has a side business, Chewy paws, hmm. which you hear Frackleberry Hound chomping on her <laughs> antler back there. I'm sure it's an elk or a moose or a deer, I'm not sure, but it's this, this she's she's another one of these modern day leaders that is bringing in a new sort of idea and mindset when it comes to oil and gas. Yeah. She's bringing in this whole, you know what? Dogs For, are a great way to connect yeah. with people outside of the industry.
2: Yeah, and they're doing a pipeline leak detection services.
0: I mean, by, by the way and That's I don't how out of the
2: box is that
0: Well I'm not even talking about the fact yeah. that dogs are And I'm a dog lover That dogs have scientifically been proven To be more successful than robots mm-hmm. Okay they still are Okay Robots are great But because they're cheaper and ineffi- You know whatever else um, The dogs are kind of on the wayside But the dogs are actually more effective Yeah They actually are So I look at it as the the dogs become twofold because number one, you get a more uh, reliable service, but second, you get a PR that's beyond belief. I mean, think about if you're an oil and gas company Hmm. and you just brought these dogs in one time, took photos, oh, kids would love it. (laughs) They'd love it absolutely love it but sorry i'm not i'm not a pitch person for any sort of canine service i'm just a pitch person for the animals out there i want them working the animals yeah no they're
2: they're valuable not only as companions but you know
0: frackleberry hound has done great numbers for the crude life and the industrial forest because she's a mascot so we need to get to back to human women now Um, not that mick hager wasn't by the way she has a blog on your site i saw
2: she has an article. She an posted article. an article about uh, canine dogs uh, nosing their way through um, pipeline leak detection. And, so, and
0: just to, real quick, you guys allow guest uh, contributors too.
2: Yes. So, so. if you have, you can create a free business listing on the site, and you can post an article about anything really, as long as it's, you know, industry related, I, I really encourage companies that have come up with interesting technologies and, and new out of the box um, ways to, to do things in our uh, industry to, to post those. And, you know, it will drive traffic to your business profile. So it's free to post articles.
0: All right, so let's get to some of the women. Let's highlight a few women that are active or that have done some pretty amazing things in the world of oil and gas. And I see you have uh, our good friend Sally there. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking at your sheet right there. She just <laughs> she just uh, transferred uh, positions now, got a new job over at the Western Energy Alliance. Yeah, Kathleen Scama is a regular guest here on the program. And so uh, we were talking about her in the last interview. So for those of you folks out there who, excuse my slur there for a second, because I tried to talk very quickly, Um, Go ahead and check out our interview with Kathleen Scama. She actually does a nice job of kind of promoting and and talking about Sally's role at uh, the Western Energy um, Alliance or the Western Energy Alliance. And you have some information about her when it comes to... The oil and gas networking. So sorry, I just wanted to plug her a little bit. Yeah, there. no, I
2: mean, I, I honestly, I can't say enough about Sally. So we could just talk about her for the next two hours if you want. I mean, North Sally, Dakota
0: gal, by the way. Yeah, why not North Dakota?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, I don't have enough time to express the amount of respect and admiration. By the way, I have for story. this woman.
0: <laughs> when when she was in North Dakota, her phone number was four. Mine was nine.
2: One number off. Three numbers <laughs> off.
0: No, that's it. We just we. Oh. That few people, we our family's got one number. You just dial four, you get Sally. I'm just kidding. Okay. That's funny. Bad joke.
2: I know. North Dakota. <laughs> North Dakota. Um, so Sally is the current uh, business development manager at Western Energy Alliance, and she's the past president for WENCO. Um, WENCO stands for the Women's Energy Network of Colorado. Um Sally's actively involved in the nonprofit community, and she currently supports a number of organizations, including WEN, uh, Oilfield Helping Hands, Project PAVE, and Global Dental Relief. And um, I'm friends with Sally on her social media, and she is constantly promoting you know, local businesses. Um, and uh, I really don't know how she does it all.
0: She's a firecracker She's out there. She's just
2: nonstop. And she's involved in so many amazing things. And um, Sally's done so many wonderful things for the Women's Energy Network and like teed it up for Kaylee uh, Van Cleve who is our current president. Um, she's another woman that I'm so in awe of. Um, she is the managing partner at Iridium Consulting Company. She does recruiting, business consulting, job consultings, and workshops. If you ever see Kaylee host a webinar related to personal development in the workplace or how to prepare for interviews or resume improvements, don't miss it. I think I mentioned um, an event that's happening this coming week Mm -hmm. uh, with WOGA, and Kaylee is presenting in it so if you have a minute you should really sign up for it i think it's either free if you're a member of woga or very small registration fee so um and then last but not least um i want to highlight jenny sparks jenny is uh not only the upcoming president for wenco in 2022 but she's also the strategic marketing manager for applied control equipment um this woman is brilliant and so much fun, and her smile will change your day.
0: Frackleberry <laughs> Hound is like, she's, she's jealous.
2: Mucci. Did you hear her? Mucci.
0: Do you hear Frackleberry? She's just like, she's trying to. She she's, so of, she's, she's so excited.
2: She's so excited for like, the Women Energy her, Network she, members. She's
0: grabbing me and just, that's what she was doing. As soon as you started profiling the women, she just started grabbing me because she's jealous
2: she's so jealous
0: oh and sterling's here she waits uh until we turn the mic on and then she goes and grabs the chewy paws and just starts dropping them just starts making noise <laughs> she's like oh, what about me she's an outstanding diva that's she why is. we love her so much so um okay so sparks what was the um
2: yeah jenny so yeah. jenny's our uh upcoming president for next year and when does that start um january 1st of
0: 2022, 2022.
2: yep so kaylee's our current president Sally's our past president, but still involved Mm -hmm. with the organization.
0: Now, do you guys, how how is it you guys do things now? Is it different chapters? Is it?
2: um... Yeah, so we're the Colorado chapter. And we um, kind of manage our own events and programs and things. And we report up to our national, um, which is, I think, based in Arkansas. And um, the Colorado chapter has uh, about 453 members right now. And, um, you know, it's a fantastic organization to network with folks in the industry. I mean, I, I really love the Women's Energy Network because it's different than the other oil and gas in, uh, organizations in town. Like, I was always gravitated towards, you know, the, the Pipeliners and the um, Gas Processors Association. And I would always see the same people. At the same events all the time, and when mm-hmm. I joined Women's Energy Network three years ago, I, I knew maybe one person. So whenever I went to an event, I felt kind of by myself and alone. And but since then, I've just met okay. so many incredible people. Let me people. ask you this: What yeah. is
0: different about that? Because
2: it's because I'm I'm n- doing no, something no. that I didn't feel comfortable doing.
0: No, in terms of the conversation. Uh. Okay, so this was my issue for a long time: was that in in the Bakken. No matter what meeting you went to, it was all the same people. Mm -hmm. No matter Mm -hmm. what it was, which is
2: great because you know everyone, so it's a good time. No, I mean, it's it's. But you're not going to get anywhere.
0: It's not. It's good, but it's not going to grow. You're not going to grow. It's good good that all those people are there, right? But there needs to be some diversity when it comes to the leadership and a few other things like early on when I started seeing about all the different boards that were going on in, in the uh, Bakken and everything, I remember saying this out loud. I'm like, I said, there must be some people whose full-time job is just doing board meetings. Because when I looked at how many different things they were on in different parts of the state and they lived in a different state, mm-hmm. I went, that's that's gotta be their full-time job. They can't do any, they don't physically have enough time to do anything else. Okay, so when I started looking at that, I'm like going, Where's the cafe owner? Where's the farmer? You know what I mean? Just yeah. kind of some diversity. Yeah. And and so when I hear what you just said, I just wanted to highlight that. That when you started the women's or when you went to the women's energy network, mm-hmm. you saw a whole new network. Yes. That opened up a whole new world to you. Yes. And as we continue to build silos in our world, which people are doing, a lot of leaders right now are building silos. We want to talk about a good conversation. Last Friday at, was it Del Frisco? Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's. And Cherry you, Creek. You, me, mm-hmm. Stephanie Canales, we got real real. We got real to where we said, we're going to get real. <laughs> and this is not going to leave the table. And part of some of the things that we got real about, and I'm not going to disclose too much, but was that there are silos being built and how that is... Not the best thing to happen because what happens is is the silos, they don't let anybody else in. And right now we need to let everybody in. And so it's, that's a little bit of what's going on. So I'm sorry, I just wanted to bring that up and yeah. point that out. So you're talking about a networking group that opened up your mind, right? actually.
2: Yeah, I mean, these were, they're people that I never would have met on my own. I gotta get
0: passionate you know? about this stuff.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I met, you know, attorneys and people who do title work and people who work for renewable companies. And it's just a different perspective, but we're all focusing on the same thing is bringing responsible energy to people. And I I look at it from a whole different perspective though. Yeah. I love that. We're like being inclusive and we're trying to like take away the us versus them. And you know, we're, we're just energy people.
0: I, I look at it like this. Like when I went to a lot of these different events, um, it was mostly guys. Yeah. Mostly males. Okay. Uh, and then it changed a little bit to where they started adding some females. But it was the same female in every single thing. So nothing against that same female, but it was the same people at the same meetings saying the same thing. So you would go to six meetings in a week, and it was the exact same message. And then you go home and you check your email and the same message is coming. You see what I mean? It's like, it's, 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 a it's not group, evolving. Oh, it's a herd mentality yeah. and a group think that's almost like organized to fail. Because I've said this along for, for years now. When I got into this industry 10 years ago, plastic bags and um, reusable tote bags, plastic straws and paper straws were basically all that... The oil and gas conversation was with occasional bitch about, oh, I don't want to pay three bucks for gas. (laughs) Honestly, outside of that, there wasn't much. Now we got the president of the United States trying to ban the industry. So all I'm trying to say is over the last 10 years, there's been a herd mentality and a group think from time to time that's caused some problems. So anything that can open your mind to some new ideas right now, I would highly recommend it. That's a very um, soapboxy way for you to promote your your deal. I apologize about that because I try not to get too political, but dang it, sometimes I do.
2: <laughs> it's facts. <laughs> it's facts. So, okay. how
0: can people join?
2: Yeah. So, um, go to the Women's Energy and find your local chapter and become a member.
0: Do you know how many chapters there are? Or I mean, I mean, is there is there like so many? It's hard to count, or.
2: I think there's over twenty
0: across the U.S. No, that's that's enough. It's like more than three. Yeah. Oh no.
2: Yeah. It's a uh, when is international, so there are some chapters um, outside of the U.S. as well. But um, I'm currently the on the board of directors as the director of sponsors and partners. Um, So my goal is to engage with organizations and companies who are interested in like supporting our events and you know valuable programs. Um, to promote their brand through logos on our website or highlighted at our events. So if you're interested in becoming a sponsor or a partner, please reach out to me at sponsorship at whencolorado.org.
0: And I pulled up that website, womensenergynetwork.org. Is that right? That's right. Okay, so I pulled that up while you were talking
2: because
0: mm-hmm. I do feel bad when I pop quiz people. Yeah. And I pop quizzed you. Yeah. Okay. And JD... Um, warren does the round of rotary podcast he he made a mention so did actually derek um clark down in the permian about how he made him comment on the air that yeah this was 100 percent organic we didn't get any questions ahead of time all this other stuff almost to where i felt like they were kind of backdooring slamming somebody with that i don't know because it was different when somebody says that, you know, mm-hmm. but I I take that as a compliment because yeah. that's how I think interviews should go and that's how we've done it. Sure. So pop quiz here. You ready for this? It's on your website. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. 5946 total members. Yep. 20 chapters, so right on the nose. If you had the over-under, folks, (laughs) you lost, because it's right on the nose. 20 (laughs) different chapters and 32 upcoming events. They've been fostering career development for women in the energy industry since Since 1994. 1994. Some people graduated that year, not me. Hey, I need to ask you, by the way. Let's say I want to join. Yeah. How can I join? Can I join? I'm a man.
2: You can join.
0: I've seen a great episode of... Parks and Rec, where Ron Swanson, the male boss, wins a Women of the Year Award. (laughs) <laughs> so can I join your Women's Energy Network, or did I yes. am, am I just being comical?
2: No, absolutely. Men men are welcome and encouraged to join. So, I mean, who better to promote women than the strong men in our industry? Do you
0: have any men? I do. Um, oh, you, so I wouldn't be the first man? You would not no, be not the first man. i okay. um,
2: So Clay, laying close.
0: All right, I'll join.
2: He's a member. He works for Siget. He's a technical sales engineer, and he's a proud member of Wenco.
0: For what? Siget? Siget. Okay.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, they're um, a fabrication company.
0: And what was the name of the acronym you just said so quickly? that? WENCO. It, WENCO. Okay.
2: Women's Energy Network, Colorado. WENCO.
0: The CO, I did not. That was new to me. I was, I was only so with if you the see
2: when. WEN. if you see WEN, WENCO, Women's Energy Network, and Colorado. One of my biggest Colorado struggles
0: check. doing this, by the way, for the last 10 years is... Um, I'm I'm so used to when I hear abbreviations, pausing and <laughs> making sure that the audience is following along too. Mm-hmm. And so, oil and gas people just keep going. Man, they got time. Oh, they got. Man. I love it, but I love it because yeah, there's so
2: many acronyms. We, my friend and I, we've always wanted to do this. You know what we think it means and what it really means.
0: I used to work <laughs> at a video store, mm-hmm. and I Blockbuster. I, no, it was a Video Land. It was called. <laughs> it was a local. Uh, small mom and pop. I've never applied for a job in my life so mm-hmm. I, I just went in and kept renting movies and hmm. he offered me a job one day, okay? So I took it and I generally like to have purpose with my work, you know? And, and sometimes the purpose is just money and I worked at a convenience store for a long time just for the money and found out that was the hangout and so I worked there because I got paid to hang out, you know? That's where all the people from my high school hung out so I'm like, I might as well get paid to hang out with my friends. It's like the movie Clerks. So... <laughs> It is like that, so I always try to find a purpose for why I'm doing it. And like I said, sometimes you know it's just it's just for the money. But you know we're giving people entertainment because one of the most respected entrepreneurs in my lifetime, I think they call them mentors now. He always told me that Jason Entertainment and Haircuts will survive any recession. Entertainments and haircuts. Okay, so I always remember that. So. And the owner of the video store, a small business owner, that's why he got into it was because of that reason. He always heard the same thing. So entertainment, you know, he did that sort of thing. And it was huge back in the day. It was huge back in the
2: yeah. day. And apparently toilet paper.
0: is today. Well, that's yeah. both entertainment and a haircut. Right. But when you look at what the oil and gas worker is, is that um, the reason they're always in a hurry is because they understand they're doing stuff of purpose. I mean, it's, it's amazing because you can see in their eye they really can, and and that's what I believe a lot of women are gravitated towards, that it's a all of a sudden now a career with purpose. Hmm. And so when you know, like when we were talking with uh, Stephanie Canalis, remember how she mentioned a former environmentalist, and I corrected her, and I said, "No, you're still an environmentalist." And she looked at me and she said, "Yes, I am." That's right. and she wrote that down in her notes because what we talked about shortly after that was, grabbing control of that narrative again instead of reacting so as leaders that's what we're trying to do now is help each other out by just saying "Whoa, whoa!" before we go on and get on the same page let's just take a step back and say we're no longer going to allow anybody to say environmentalist because the actual truth is the oil and gas industry is one heck of a more of an environmentalist than many of the environmentalists are So as Terry Edom, author of End of the Fossil Fuel Insanity, says, they're climate activists. That's the end of the discussion. Environmentalism, environmentalists, don't call them that anymore. Do not buy into that. Correct people and say, no, they're climate activists. Because the oil and gas industry is much more of an environmentalist than any Keurig drinking, (laughs) cell phone texting environmentalist ever will be and that's true true story that's my soapbox so how can people join can i join i mean you said i can join how much is it what, what are we talking about here let's get to the brass tax. we're oh geez we are way over on time here by the way way over on time is it like a thousand bucks a year or five thousand or what no
2: it's just over a hundred dollars a year for an individual membership a hundred bucks a year 125
0: we'll give that to you right now per year do you, Do you want, want to sign
2: cash? up? Do you want to sign up online?
0: You, I mean, right will now? cash work or no, I don't want to sign up online. I would, I mean, I can, if that's how it goes. That's but how it
2: goes. Sign up online. It's so cheap, I
0: can just reach in my pocket and give you that money. What are you talking about? That's like, the, I don't even, I can't even spend that at the grocery store. All right, it's give 250 me, me $250 a week give at me the grocery store. Give
2: me $200, bucks. i will sign you up.
0: Wait a minute, I see what you're doing. See, folks, Sean Forbes, entrepreneur, Team Forbes.
2: Team Forbes. Oh, can we talk about Team Forbes for a second?
0: Tomorrow, we're going to tease. Right. We're way over on time. We're way over in times oh. tomorrow. We'll talk about Team Forbes, folks. Tune All in right. tomorrow because you're joining us tomorrow, right? We're gonna do yeah. tomorrow? Do it. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Because we got to run. Uh, we're gonna be back tomorrow, folks. This is the Play Hard, Work Hard, Crude Life Morning Show. Sean Forbes, part of Team Forbes. Jason spice I'm with the Crude Life. Uh, the by the way, we have a Work Hard portion coming up next. I totally neglected to mention who's the interview because I have no idea who it is because I didn't write it down because this is the play hard portion. I didn't bring my notes and I don't care. Stick around. You'll be worth it. Or just look at the website. It's right in front of you. Well, she wants to live a life and happiness not stop.
1: on the Crude Life Morning Show Play Hard, Work Hard is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com talked about how there's nothing the crude
0: life with jason Speece. thank you for joining the program today if
3: you want to look at america you go to permian in the Bakken, and, and that's what america should be united as one and that's exactly what we are and then you know that's what i love about the oil and gas industry one county in kansas one single county produced nine percent of the world's oil that was oil that one World War One. As a uh, British said from the floor of Parliament, the Allies floated to victory on a sea of oil. sticked-out here. Yeah, leadership really needs to take a look at how it, we've been doing things and constantly make changes in how we can do things better. Commodities are
1: always, 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 any commodity business, whether it's milk or whether it's oil or whether it's apples, they always are boom or bust because the solution to low prices is high prices. The solution to high prices is, you know, is high prices. It's
3: a big issue. You know, it's kind of Red Riding Hood syndrome here. People making out their industry to be the big bad wolf and on top of that you know you would get a nice increase in pay as i'm sure most of us all know when you move to oil field areas you get a a nice little bump in pay after him and i having five margaritas over at the cork and pig i called my boyfriend and i was like hey do you want to move to texas and he was like yeah when when are we moving (laughs) and honestly we moved about a month after that
4: this oil and gas industry i've met some of the best people i've ever met in my life doing this
1: Time now to work hard on the Swan Energy phone lines.
4: Yes, Derek Clark with Epic Site Solutions.
0: Epic Site Solutions. What is it you guys do out there in the Permian Basis in Texas?
4: So I'm essentially a sales consultant. I represent two equipment companies. Um, I come from the equipment industry, so wanted to get back into rentals and sales, and then we provide maintenance and repair work as well. But... Uh, you know, between the two companies that I work for, I can basically get my hands on anything from a light tower to a crane, heavy dirt equipment, you know, general equipment, um, kind of your one-stop shop for your equipment needs in the Permian.
0: Are you looking at 1099? I mean, you a sole proprietor, small business? Are you guys a company? I mean, you, you mentioned, you, you know, for a couple of companies, so a lot of times, you know, there's a you know, independent contractor will hang his hat on three or four different companies, that sort of thing. Is that kind of an arrangement I'm, I'm hearing?
4: It is, yes, sir. So uh, technically we're an LLC. Um, it's just me with Epic. I'm a one-man band right now. Hoping to grow in and, and bring in a few more salespeople down the road. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, we're 1099 basically for the companies we work for. And I opened up a company essentially so I could uh, operate under a company and be able to get all the insurance I needed and be able to, uh, have some of the tax breaks that comes with
0: it. No, that makes sense. I mean, you know, there's, um, there's companies out there that are just eight to 10 small businesses together working as a group on a bigger project. That's, that's been a new business model over the last 10 years. I've seen grow nicely. Um, but right now you, um, it's really important to be nimble right now in today's economy. And so um, speaking of which, Permian Basin, of course, that's a lot of activity down in the Permian Basin when it comes to the percentage of daily rig counts in Shale Play USA. Uh, we've had a little bit of a spike, a little bit of a down, a little bit of a lull, a little bit of a evening out thing. So let's get a boots on the ground report here from Derek. What's going on down there in the Permian this week?
4: So, um, I agree. I mean, I'm I'm pretty optimistic. I know it's it's not where any of us wanted to be right this minute, but um, at least from my standpoint on the equipment side, I've been speaking with several contractors, uh, primarily on the pipeline and facility side that are putting bids in. They're requesting quotes for me on different types of machinery. Um, So, from what I'm really hearing right now, it's not a whole lot of boots in the dirt. I mean, there is some, but... Um, I think in the next month, month and a half, we're going to see a lot of these projects kind of actually kicking off and having more people busy. And Obviously, it all starts from the operators down. So I think they're ready to, uh, you know, hopefully spend a little money and invest in, uh, in everything they have going on. And it all trickles down to the rest of us.
0: You mentioned you do cranes. Is that right?
4: We do. Yes, sir. One of the companies that I deal with, they operate or excuse me, they rent cranes. Yes, sir.
0: Boy, I tell you, are they going anywhere? That's, um, that's always a good sign of economic development. Go look for the crane.
4: I have, actually, this morning I spoke to uh, two separate companies that I've been working with um, in the past on their rentals, and both of them are requesting quotes, a couple tank batteries, SWD sets, um, things like that. So, actually, yeah, this morning alone I've spoken to two separate contractors, and um, it's only 10 a.m., so hopefully that trend continues for the day.
0: Well, that's. I was always told, you know, when it comes to the basics, you know, go get your burger, you know, flipping burgers job. Go get your convenience store job. This and that. And when it comes to like, uh, like a, like a labor type job, one of those kind of, I don't know if you call them wives tales or urban legends or bar room highball talk or whatever. But is look for the crane. There's usually somebody hiring underneath that crane because that represents a lot of jobs underneath there because. You know, you, you need a crane. <laughs> so. Oh, without a
4: doubt. Yeah, it's one of the first and foremost that you have to have. And, um, so, no, I, I haven't quite heard that, but you know what? When you say it, it makes perfect sense, and I would definitely agree with you on that.
0: Well, yeah, because usually the thing that needs a crane needs some sort of manufacturing behind it. And then, of course, in a lot of cases, it's it's meant for buildings and downtowns and, you know, in and, and, and urban life in terms. You know, when you're building a, a skyscraper, boy, that's there's all kinds of work you can do there from putting in a food truck to sweeping up uh, empty nails and et cetera. So uh, anyway, just in in today's day and age where so many people are looking for work compared to last year, just thought I'd point that out there. Look for the crane. You'll find some work maybe. But uh, OK, let's go to the next thing uh, I wanted to ask you about. The Permian Basin Pipeline Association of Wait, Permian Basin Association of Pipeliners. Boy, I got a little dyslexic there halfway through. So, Permian Basin Association of Pipeliners. You just celebrated a one-year anniversary. Congratulations. Talk to me about the uh, Association of Pipeliners.
4: Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And um, so, yes, essentially we're a, um, a nonprofit organization and our our whole premise is to raise scholarship funds uh, for students pursuing STEM educations and trade schools and, uh, you know, kind of help grooming that next uh, generation of oil fields. Uh, so that's essentially what we do, but uh, man, it's a great networking opportunity. I've, I've got a lot of great friends involved in it. Um, for 2021, I'm actually the membership chair. So if anybody was interested in getting any information or wanting to, uh, you know, come check out one of our events. They could always reach out to me directly and I could fill them in on everything. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of like-minded people. Um, we do have a lot of pipeline contractors, a lot of, uh, facility contractors. And then we've got a lot of uh, different organizations involved that work with the pipeline and facility side. So it's really unique. Uh, I've been involved with it for a little over a year now. And, uh, don't plan on leaving anytime soon. So I definitely think it's an organization worth checking out down here. Are
0: you hearing much on the Keystone XL, the federal lands, some of the executive orders when it comes to new president Biden with the pipeliners?
4: You know, a lot of people are um, upset about it. You know, that obviously that was a, a great project that this country could use for several different reasons. Um, took away a lot of high paying jobs for a lot of people and already our fragile economy that we're all dealing with now. And was kind of a low blow to oil and gas. Um, So I think really it's it's more pissed off than anything. Um, A lot of people in this industry that I've dealt with and that I deal with and work with, or, you know, become friends over the years. And oil field is a very prideful industry. Um, It's not easy work. There's a lot of late nights, early mornings, middle-of-the-night phone calls. Uh, you know, men and women are out here for two or three weeks at a time. They miss a lot of their personal families back home, their times, birthdays, holidays. So I just feel like a lot of people don't feel that the new president has our best interest in mind um, as far as an in industry as a whole. So I think it's more than that. I just think more people are not scared, but kind of nervous for what we may deal with over the next you know, four years of his administration. So...
0: You know, I think this is organic right now. It's the first time I've ever articulated these words into the sentence. So bear with me here. But President Biden had a real opportunity to step in and become a friend to the oil and gas industry by just... Honestly, if he just would have focused on the word transition, I think that probably would have, you know, ticked off some, but not nearly like putting out some federal bans and and executive orders and costing 70,000, 100,000 people jobs, depending on what you want. I mean, he really decided not to put an olive branch of any kind to the oil and gas industry. It was more of a middle finger than anything. That that surprised me. That really surprised me. Anyway, I, your thoughts on that?
4: <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. Um You know, like you said, he had an opportunity to step in and kind of, uh, you know, Steph, I guess, you know, start our relationship with him as an industry on the right foot. And he took it a completely different way. And he's been very busy the first week, week and a half he's been in office. And uh, unfortunately, I don't see it slowing down. And at least from, you know, the federally owned lands and, uh, you know, drilling and the permits, he's already put a stop to, to a lot of things that are just, obviously gonna have a direct effect on our our industry as a whole but no i mean i think you said it perfectly pretty much threw up a, a big middle finger to our industry and said basically we have to deal with it and you know this is where we're at now and makes no sense you know obviously it's not like oil and gas can just disappear it's a uh, it's a necessity in our society i mean if you look what what products are petroleum-based alone uh it's hard to find some that are not, you know. I mean, everything is some way, shape, or form centered around it. So, I don't know. There, uh, it's going to be a lot of green energy pushing, and uh, ironically, I don't think they're near as strict environmentally on on some of those projects as they are the oil field in general. You know, um, what's
0: really scary. Is, what's really sorry to interrupt, but th- what's really no, scary no, to no. me is the. The, the, the fact of the matter is that what you said is is correct. I mean, I think it's ninety three or ninety six percent of what we use on a daily basis has some petroleum product in it or is reliant on it in some way. Very few things are not reliant on it through transportation, through some sort of sealant, through some sort of plastic bag whatever the case might be, so much of our society is, is reliant on that. okay, be that as it may. W- so there's other means to get plastics. I understand that. There's other means to drive cars. I understand that because over half of a barrel of oil is basically diesel and gasoline. So you know then, then you go your percentages after that. But in order to get those vehicles, you need quite a bit of petroleum products. In order to power those vehicles, you need quite a bit of petroleum products, even though they're electric. So that, that, that part is going to actually iron itself out in the marketplace. And when people start paying five to six to seven times for their heat, and they start realizing that this whole electric car thing is costing much more than they ever thought, they're gonna they're they're gonna get upset, but that's gonna be a five year kick the can down the line. What worries me is this crash course and this religion of environmentalism, this cult of environmentalism that is taking away the liberties and freedoms of so many people uh, on their daily life in the name of public health and safety and etc. That's the part that really worries me because it's it's all it's being done on such a crash course. Nobody has time to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we just take a look at the science? It's like, we don't have time for science. We got to act now. Sorry, man. I just got up on a big soapbox there. You got me going this morning. I've had four cups of coffee. <laughs> so,
4: hey, no, I love it, man. I can hear your passion and your voice. I mean, that's obviously why you do this. You care deeply for the industry. And uh, I've been in it for five years. And I'm the same way now. You know, I didn't know anything about oil field. And I moved here from Houston. And 2015 and I live in the Permian full time. And, uh, yeah, man, it gets in your blood pretty quick. So I love it. Get fired up. Cause you're right. We've got a whole lot going on. I mean, like you said, just the way 2020 unfolded, um, the millions of people that were put into, you know, financial problems, small businesses, large businesses, um, the oil and gas wars. And then obviously when you get to the health and the pandemic, um, uh, I think you're right. A lot of things weren't science based; they were kind of gut calls that shouldn't have been made. And um, yeah, like you said, it, it it happened rather quickly. I think a lot of people are concerned. Uh, well, here's and very eye opening how powerful the government is and what they can do.
0: And here's a great example of the media not holding the government accountable and vice versa. This sort of thing, where uh, just this morning I saw President Biden announced that he was going to eliminate uh, gas-powered cars and and all the government cars are going to be electric-fueled or electric-powered, electric-powered cars. And the first, I don't know, 95% of the story is all about how he's going to do this and going to do that and going to do this and going to, going to, going to, speculate, speculate. And like the last sentence, the last sentence, there was no more than 15 words in this sentence or paragraph That said, he had no plan that they don't know when the timeline is going to do. They don't know how they're going to do it, but he said he's going to do it. So how is the media says, I'm going to do 99% of a positive story about a planet of platitudes and some good old, you know, feel good stuff. When the story, if you're a true media person, if you're being sterile is president wants to eliminate uh, uh, gas powered cars has no plan the, the the story is that he has no plan that he's just coming out with 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 feel good heartfelt platitudes it's just amazed me where the media these days just cannot seem to hold these people accountable to say you know the story is really they don't have a plan that's really the story and so i don't know i don't know what your thought is on that but
4: no yeah, you're 100% i uh... I think this election has shown the bias in the media and uh, how powerful social media is and how it can be swayed one way or another by these conglomerate companies, these mega rock star companies that own most of our social medias that we all are guilty of interacting on every day. Um, So, yeah, the bias in the media, I mean, I hate to say it, I think most people now are... It's very eye opening to see how many people don't really trust the media and speculate that most of the news that we do get is uh, has a hidden agenda behind it. And you're right, they're not holding very many people accountable and uh, so no, I mean I think you hit the nail on the head. I wish I had more to support what you were saying. I mean, I just I agree with it 100%. Well,
0: I was just going to say and you're you're one of the reasons why we're able to do what we're doing because we thank you for coming on here because what you're offering is actually expert advice expert opinions because we're asking you about boots on the ground what's your observation down in the permian because that's where you're at i don't have some representative out of houston telling me what's going on in in the permian i have somebody from houston telling me what's going on in houston but that's the difference between, like, the crude life and, say, all the national news. The national news, what they do is they say, oh, we're going to talk about oil and gas, so we're going to bring on Jimbo Jones from the right and Sally Ann nagger from the left. And these people, they just they, they go to their talking points, and that's it. And they don't have, like, any sort of context. So that's why we love it when guys like you can come on because you, you offer context. That's why people listen to this program is because – The people talk about things that they know about. I mean, when you're offering your opinion, you're offering your opinion about things that affect you on a day-to-day basis. I mean, for crying out loud. You're the marketing director for for the Pipeline Association down there. For the excuse me, I got to get the right name. The Permian Basin Association of Pipeliners. There's a, there's a few of them, so I don't want to piss anybody off. So, um, <laughs> but you you understand what I mean? To where we're staying within the the wheelhouse of what you know. I'm not asking you anything about frac. Uh, uh, chemistry or anything like that no, we, we, you, t- you know about cranes? Alright, we'll talk about cranes a little bit, you know, <laughs> So, but anyway well, uh, I, I wanted I to ask you
4: I am no I'm no chemistry major by, by any means so I'm glad we're steering clear of those
0: conversations Yeah, but you understand what I mean where there's so many experts oh, yeah. out there that, you know, that nobody's ever heard of but they're experts because they do this stuff on a day-to-day basis and the crude life is all about those people We love those people. I mean, you know, we don't mind getting the rock stars on from time to time, but hey, man, our people are the people living it, living the crude life day to day. And that's why we wanted to bring you on here for the main event right now, the cook-off and weld-off. Is that still happening?
4: It is, yes, sir. Yes.
0: That's um, a standard question you got to ask these days. (laughs) It is, unfortunately.
4: And, and, you know, we had to, uh, you know, get creative with our venue for it um, because we don't, I mean, we plan on continuing our uh, events. One thing we do every year, you know, golf tournaments, clay shoots, uh, the cook-off and weld-off another one, uh, team roping events. You know, we're always trying to find ways to uh, just get people out of the office a little bit, you know, let them enjoy some other things, and then obviously raise some funds. But, but anyway, yeah, um, I'm pulling up my information on that now. So, Well,
0: that that's okay. So if, you, if you need me to stall, I can, because it's Saturday, March 13th at the Ector County. Coliseum, is it Hector or Hector?
4: Hector, yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir, Hector. Um, but yeah, so we've, we've got that still going on. Um, we just announced it last week, actually, and, and we seem to be getting a lot of hits. A lot of uh, people are interested in setting up teams, uh, obviously interested in doing the weld-off. And One thing I know about welders and one thing I know about cookoff teams is they all like to brag about who's the best. So I think it's going to be a fun event that day. We're going to have a lot of people out there uh, open to the public. I mean, anybody wants any information, uh, um, you know, they can reach out to me directly or Shelby Flats, our event coordinator. She's a rock star at it. So, um, but yeah, no, we still got it going on. That's going to be our, um, our quarterly event for, uh, the first quarter of this year.
0: Well, as a seven time MC of the Bakken barbecue, I can tell you that, uh, the welders, they always come prepared with something unusual because they, all they need is a half a day in the shop. That's it, and, and they're, they're coming up with something that's very odd, and it's just great every time. It's just fantastic. So we'll have to see what you guys can come up with. Uh, that's Saturday, March thirteenth. Now, are you guys still looking for sponsors? I'm looking at your uh, uh, at your flyer right now. There's cooking teams available, weld off contestants. It looks like drink sponsors, and are, are you looking for all these different things?
4: we still are yes sir yeah we've got some teams signed up uh but we still have plenty of room for everybody still uh, so well, yeah if anybody's interested i mean we've still got plenty of space uh, the park lot at, at ector county we're going to be able to practice all the uh, you know requirements we have to for large events like this but uh you know plenty of space to have plenty of people out there
0: and they got okay booth sponsors vip access sponsors Drink sponsors weld off contestants and the cooking team. Okay, do you got the VIP VIP access, which even the VIPs aren't allowed in? Yeah.
4: So where that you know, I mean, really stems from is we're um, we're really pushing to try to get a lot more operators involved. Uh, okay. One thing with this organization that, that I forgot to mention and I shouldn't have a. Uh, or is, is essentially we like to work with a lot of the local political leaders out here, um, all the way from the Permian to Austin. Uh, we're heavily involved. Uh, we had a great speaker at our, our dinner last week. And one of the main things he was kind of reiterating to everybody is that right now it's imperative for oil and gas from it, from every aspect of the industry, everybody to stick together and, you know, really show the strength in numbers and, uh So we're really pushing to get operators involved with some of the bigger names. Uh, Obviously it's great for networking for everybody, but uh, really it's, it's kind of helping us align ourselves with some of the the powerhouses to help us have a little more um, sway in the political world. You know, we're very heavily involved in trying to just get the information out, the correct information about the oil field. A lot of people that aren't in the industry just assume it's, Uh, unsafe. It's terrible for the environment. I mean, mean, the list goes on and on. There's several organizations against the oil field. And I think it's a lack of education on the oil field, particularly that we are one of the safest industries that there is because we're so highly scrutinized by so many people. We have to be. And that's something we're really looking to align and make a big push in 2021 is uh, educating the public more that we are good. We're here to stay. We're not going anywhere. Uh, the oil feels strong and um, and we're doing it safely and correctly. And we are one of the safer industries there are now. It's just a, a fact when you look at everything we have to go through.
0: It's interesting the speaker, the state representative brought up uh, safety in numbers. That was our our media kit this year—that's the every, every year we put a you know new phrase on there—and we do it you know in in September the pre- previous year. So Bef- the year before COVID, actually, our media kit read "Ready for Anything" on the cover, and that had to do with Greta Thunberg and the climate activists, really more than COVID. Uh, but there was you know there was layoffs happening Chesapeake and Whiting—they were laying off people before COVID and. And some of the other major operators were too. So we kind of saw some of that handwriting this year. Actually, our media kit reads "strength in numbers." We 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 saw that as the big focus for this year. That if people are going to survive through 2021, they're going to have to have some strength in numbers, and it might come in untraditional ways. You know, and so one of the reasons we thank you for coming on here because. We have a daily program and we need strength in numbers because it's a collective voice. You know, some of the t- conversations that we just had today, it's important for people to hear this stuff daily. It's important for people to be a part of the conversation daily, not just sporadically in kind of throughout the area, if that makes sense. So uh, I appreciate you coming on. Um, give yourself another plug here as we as we conclude, because. Your association, I know you guys are doing some good work down there. So uh, you're the membership director. How can people get in touch with you and uh, join your organization and learn more and become aware?
4: So, um, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you can reach out to me through uh, LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn. You can always find my contact information there. Uh, My email is Derek at EpicSiteSolutions.com. And then, um, I've got my cell phone listed on my profile as well, but, um, yeah, I mean, call, text, email, LinkedIn message. Uh, if you find me on Facebook, you can, I mean, however it is that that works for you. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm highly accessible. I guess I'll put it that way. So it's not hard to get a hold of me if you're interested in learning more and we'd love to have more members. We're really pushing to grow the organization this year. And, uh, yeah, I, I could go on and on about it, but I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, have me on the show. It uh, was very raw. You know, none of this was scripted. All the questions were coming at me hot, and uh, I love what you do with it, man. I think you get the best out of a lot of people that way. So, uh, so it was a pleasure being honored with you.
1: Exclusive interview, industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. Oh, Heard on the crude life morning show play hard work hard is by the Moody River. Jason Spies. Thank
0: you for joining the program today.
3: You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil
0: and gas industry for 60 years. I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate
4: change phenomenon. They really believe everything the people tell them.
3: We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us, and especially you, Jason. Without Without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is so I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. Well, we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're,
1: they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point. If we're lucky, man, we're not lucky
3: that often. You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more... more... More and more important to shareholders, I can think for my 20 companies, they take it very serious. Makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good... Last week, Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that uh, that lead to the most important truths. Hey,
4: this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the state
3: of North Dakota in the United States. How about Jason Spees, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world? No one does an interview like Jason Spees. We all like living the crude life, so
1: <laughs> the crude life with host Jason Spees.
0: My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Bill DeRozier and George Stark with Cabot Oil and Gas. They talk about the spike and the acceptance of natural gas right now across Shale Play USA, starting in Pennsylvania.
3: And it is a cold day out. I think the Susquehanna (laughs) temperature is probably minus 2. So the answer is, the vibe is, Jason, very positive for natural gas. Because in Pennsylvania, what you're paying at the burner tip is an inexpensive amount. When I look at those folks in New England, they're paying three, four, five, six times what we're paying for natural gas. So the Pennsylvanians that I talk to are happy to have exploration and production, and they see it in the abundant, affordable natural gas that we produce I hate to say I'm cliche, but uh, the the industry in some regards has been its own worst enemy because of the prolific nature of the Marcellus, the Utica Shale, the Bakken in North Dakota, the Permian down in Texas. So there have been times where our pricing has been weak, as we like to say in the industry, or, or light. But definitely one area of the country that continues to see a disparity between the two areas is, in fact, New England and New York. And a lot of that has to do with political decisions, not the prolific production of the Marcellus you know, 20, 30, 50 miles away. But as George had alluded to, here we are coming off the heels of a snowstorm, prolonged cold temperatures up here in Pennsylvania. It's actually snowing right now as, as, as we're talking on this interview. And we're starting to see pricing expand in certain areas. So Up in the Boston market area, I was looking at it earlier, they're seeing anywhere between $5 and $11 per MCF. So that's the same uh, MCF, the same volume of gas that George had just mentioned. And we're seeing our gas prices somewhere in the $2.40 to $3.20 range. So you can see, as George alluded to, two, three, four times the volume uh, or the cost per, per MCF. And that's not even in a prolonged cold period.
0: To listen to the full-length interview with Bill DeRosier and George Stark with Cabot Oil & Gas, or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's crudelife.com. While you're there, check out our morning show, Play Hard, Work Hard. Airs Monday through Friday. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life.
1: The Crude Life is sponsored in part by
0: It Takes an Industry to Build a Forest. industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard.